Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. It's that little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at negative to positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why didn't you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. If you're looking for something on the cutting edge of audio entertainment, there's a new series called We're Alive! Gold Rush. It's an end-of-the-world comedy adventure to recover a billion dollars in gold. One billion dollars. In the middle of the apocalypse. Crazy, right? That's just the start. This ten-part epic features familiar voices such as Christy Carlson Romano from Kim Possible and guest star Danny Trejo from Practically Everything Awesome. It's Danny Trejo. Our very own Caitlin Bristow and more. This oral spaghetti western takes listeners across the wastelands with high chases, battles against the infected, horrors, heroics, love triangles, and of course, gold. Keep an eye out. It'll be dropping a trailer for the show later this week. So listen to the audio drama that started all and be transported into the theater for the mind with We're Alive, Gold Rush. From Wayland Productions and Podcast One, the first episode is available now on Apple Podcasts and PodcastOne.com. It's that little chico pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. Ah. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. We probably have a 
Kate Bishop, and she is perfect. Haley Steinfeld, welcome to the Marvel Universe. And we definitely have a golden lion for a comic book movie with the Joker, and we will talk about all of that in this golden age of comics here on Collider Heroes. I cannot believe these two stories. They both are just genre redefining, but we are joined by John Rowe to talk about the hype of all of them. How you doing, man? Good, I'm great. <laughs> Oh, no. The next month of Collider is going to be very hot. I love it. I'm so excited. <laughs> I've been working on that one for days. I regret to so. inform you that you're very good Thank at you. it. Thank you. Authentically I, jarred. Yeah. yeah. My girlfriend has banned me from doing it while she's in the, in the place. So so it only happens here. Yeah, because I do the thing where I just walk in the living room and randomly laugh while she's watching some British show and then go back to normal and keep walking around, which drives her insane. So I've stopped doing that, but I've been working on it, and I'm happy to be here that on a live episode. super villain origin story is yep. this right now. That's right. So <laughs> he started you, doing this laugh. One more time. And I didn't know what to do, and he just kept doing the laugh. I didn't have anything else. I had no other solutions. Uh, so here on Collider Heroes, uh, this is our first live episode in quite some time. Yes. Very excited. Good to see you in the live chat, and to the one person that downvoted before we started, <laughs> uh, now, we also, <laughs> this week, we found out that Kate Bishop most likely will be appearing because we've already talked about her, but we might have gotten the cast. Haley Steinfeld, how excited are you, Amy? I'm so excited, y'all. <laughs> uh, Haley Steinfeld is a wonderful actor. Uh, most recently, I saw her play the heck out of the lead in Bumblebee, the Transformers movie, yep. right. which I mostly cite because that character was 90% attitude. Uh, and that is what you need for some Kate Bishop energy. Uh, Kate Bishop is one of my favorite characters. Yep. She has had a very lovely, rich life in comics in the less than 20 years since she was created. She's so dense. There's so much good stuff for how little time she's had. She's a new character with so much good mythology. I'm going to throw out a couple of my fave. Please. Like, here's your reading list for Kate Bishop. She starts out as one of the Young Avengers. She's co-created by Alan Heidberg and Jim Chung in their wonderful mid-2000s Young Avengers run. Now, those Young Avengers go on to have a couple more adventures. Uh, including the Children's Crusade, which we're going to talk about on Giant Size, uh, because we're going to fight you, Brazil. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to oh fight Brazil. Whoa, hey, we're going to team up. Brazil. All of Brazil. <laughs> there was some a of Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. Certain certain people people in people who charge. want to read some things should get to read some things. Yeah, anyway, true. Young Avengers rule, Billy and Teddy rule, uh, Kate Bishop rules. You want to read Young Avengers to get that whole Heinberg Chung run, and then you want to read the Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey run, which significantly adds America Chavez and a couple other folks to the team, uh, develops Kate Bishop more. She, uh, in between those two Young Avengers, I did it out of order, just to mess with you. <laughs> in between those, you have to, of course, read the Matt Fraction, David Aha, Annie Wu, yep. Hawkeye run. Yep. This is Hawkeye and Hawkeye. They are both kind of a mess, but in very different ways for very different reasons. Uh, and this is the vibe that we all most want them to somehow pick up on if they can get MCU Hawkeye to seamlessly transform into this Hawkeye, which they just got to figure out. I don't know how they're going to do it. But uh, if they can, this is the vibe we all want out of two Hawkeyes, out of Kate and Clint uh, on this series. And that's, that book was just incredible. It holds up like crazy. It's beautiful and it's funny and it's adventurous and it's gorgeous uh, and it's so smart uh, and it's a wonderful run. And then it leads to... 
Kelly Thompson, head of the Kelly Thompson-verse, uh, <laughs> who wrote her as a Hawkeye, as Kate Bishop Hawkeye, in an Eisner-nominated run uh, of her own solo books, is still doing that with original digital material that gets collected as graphic novels, and spun her off into West Coast Avengers. Which features Jeff the Landshark. <laughs> uh, West Coast Avengers was a perfect, weird, oh my god, how is this happening book. I'm so bummed we don't get it anymore. But Kelly Thompson, everything she writes is gold. So, if you, in my opinion... All four of these are must-reads. I'm sorry. It's a lot I mean, of homework. like the density. Like, she's such a new character, and we just gave a list of books that are must-reads. They're not like, yeah. maybe if you get to them. Uh, have you read any of Kelly Thompson's Hawkeye? No, I've not read the ha- Kelly Thompson one, but okay. the Matt Fraction is my Bible. Uh, ever since I read it, like, it was four five years ago a friend slid it to me and I was like Hawkeye and I, you know you and a lot of people yeah and then I started reading I was like this is so reminiscent of Batman year one of Muzicelli's mm. like look and vibe and then the smart alecky the, the smirking uh, nature of it all but, and never sacrificing the violence within the re, uh, the stakes that they were uh, confronting in this thing and also Kate Bishop is such a cool badass because you, your mind tends to think oh is this going to be a romantic thing not a romantic thing thank god no and they don't and they don't <laughs> and the way they play it is so great because she's her completely own person who does her own thing the way Hawkeye does and so in essence you're like you're watching two versions of this all and of course in the mythology of the Marvel comics Hawkeye uh, says you go ahead and do it I'm going to be Ronan I'm going to do my own thing you go ahead and be Hawkeye carry the mantle and Kate does it in such awesome ways you mentioned four different runs where she's done and yes do your homework people you want to enjoy <laughs> Kate, Kate Bishop do your homework this isn't movie talk this is nerd talk <laughs> and in nerd talk you do your homework now the Kelly Thompson run where it's her own title the Hawkeye run I think you'd particularly yeah, yeah. like because it's a west coast based book it takes yeah. place in Venice and it feels like nice. the west coast Like it, it's hard when every book takes place in New York yeah. I really love that gave her Hawkeye like domain it was younger it felt like kids in the west side it mm-hmm. felt like authentically different and Kate Bishop got to one of my favorite things was the art she would look in a room and it would have like Hawkeye vision where she'd see the weaknesses and things yeah. but there'd be like little visual jokes about college kids and stuff it's a brilliant run and I think that if they get any of that sensibility Haley Steinfeld is so intelligent and charismatic she kept up with Jeff Bridges when she was literally a kid in True Grit and then went on to bring so much life acting opposite a green screen and Bumblebee like Everything I've seen her do, she brings such an A-game that I, she deserves a Marvel property. She deserves a comic property. And Kate Bishop, I never thought of this, but when it happened, I, or as it's happening, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, as it's happening, it just makes – it's almost that Downey Jr., Iron Man, Ryan Reynolds, where it's just like, tick, tick, oh, duh. Well, and this is how you make the transition to the new phase. Mm-hmm. You move on to these younger actors who have a bit of weight to them and gravitas and uh, a pedigree to them as actors and give them these mantles to take on and do their own thing with. And you, when you cast someone like Haley Sam, if she accepts the role, uh, you mentioned True Grit. Mm-hmm. This is what you do when you transition her out of that Disney Plus show onto the big screen. Mm-hmm. You have a woman or an actress, rather, with already that pedigree, having accomplished so much on the big screen already. Edge of Thirteen, what have you? Yeah. All those different films that she's already made her name for herself, for herself on. Now you've got a little more weight to this character that you can play with in the overall MCU, and people will go with it. Edge of Thirteen is incredible. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen Edge of Thirteen, it's one of those like coming of age movies that really just nails it, no matter what age you are. Woody Harrelson 
Robinson's in it. It's brilliant. Uh, what I what I love most about this casting announcement is we don't know anything about the Hawkeye show except the graphics we've seen that imply Matt Fraction and Aha. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But with the cast we already know, this might have just left to like my top two Disney Plus show. Like just her name. Mm. This is amazing. Well, yeah. and it's interesting because they are like obviously she is not as famous as Robert Downey Jr., but she is clearly on a movie star yes. track. Yep. And a few years ago, the idea that someone would stop in the middle of a movie star track and do a streaming show like it would have not like nowadays that's a perfectly normal trajectory Mm. but it also means that they are very well positioned if they want to turn this back around and like man I'm usually joking when I'm like give me my Young Avengers movie but maybe I'm not joking anymore oh it's real it's happening maybe that's coming this is like confirmed now effectively like like, this is all (laughs) this is where it's leading to I don't care what Feige denies or doesn't (laughs) this is what it's leading to and like look at Amy's reaction that's our reaction the joy and excitement of seeing something like that I couldn't wait for them look I collect all the Avengers things in, in like the graphic novel stuff. I can't read them issue by issue anymore. Mm-hmm. I like to get them in books when I go to Comic-Con. I always leave Comic-Con with like a stack <laughs> of like hardcover co- compilations so I can just tear through them. And I've loved every version of Avengers. So if you're going to jump into Young Avengers, I'm so down for this. If this is, if this is the Tony Stark of the Young Avengers, this is a smart way to go. And I feel like with her, we can play this game for years and years, like you're saying, yeah. but we can also bring in a lot of different elements because it might be on the West Coast. We don't have to tie in all the mythology of Marvel, right. which is really nice because it's hard when the movie's like, Iron Man's like, I took off my suit, I can't call the other Avengers. I'd like it to be, I'm geographically unable. I want to yeah. have a, a setup where it's a different world. A right. pointless question that we can now argue about. Uh, <laughs> do we think that they will go West Coast with the setting or let yes. the mm. Fraction Hawkeye go East Coast? Because the thing is, that Hawkeye, our Hawkeye from the comics, it made sense that he was in New York because he's been an Avenger for a long time. Right, right. But movie Hawkeye is like a Midwestern family man. <laughs> yeah. So what are the, where is it going to be? I see West Coast personally because of the success of the books and like yeah. the the different nature of the West Coast flavor. I think we should have the young Avengers maybe be kind of like the West Coast Avengers, tie all that together. Yeah, I like that too because if you bring Vision back, then you have that Shades of West Coast Avengers having touched on this and you, you we've already explored the East Coast and New York and all that kind of jazz. Let's open the door to the West Coast. She can still be New York raised or new, from New York, mm-hmm. but bringing that mentality to a West Coast mm-hmm. Avengers I'd be down with that. Let's explore our side of the coast for a little while with uh, the superheroes and the villains. Why not? Now, we've gotten some uh, tweets this week. A lot of people were asking, but what about Hawkeye's daughter? Never, like the joke, like, oh, good shot, Hawkeye. Oh, yeah. Kate Bishop and Hawkeye, not related. Uh, Clint Barton, Kate Bishop, not related. So really important to note when you're reading these books. Okay, not related in the comics. As far as we know, this is not where they're going with the movies. We've already seen a different actress play that part, but we can't rule out that they're just going to change it up on us. I, I'd assume they're not going to be related, and they're not related in the comics. So, but but people yeah. tweeting at us, I just wanted to be clear, like that daughter scene wasn't implying that was Kate Bishop, in my in my. Right. Opinion. right, right, uh, because we got some tweets, and it is you know it's it's a Hawkeye, and I get I get the confusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are some recommendations. I definitely think this character, I think she'd be perfect. Uh, this is one of the biggest announcements I've heard casting wise in a while. It's gotten me like it's it's everything. And we have a writer for the series now. Yeah. Um, we also just learned that uh, Jonathan Igla, mm-hmm. uh, who was from the latter seasons of Mad Men, is going to be the lead writer on this show. And nice. uh, we're going to talk about this more in the podcast. But I'm yeah. really curious, like what it is he's bringing to it. What mm. what other than I like. Like to work and make things like what you know is this a I, I can't wait to hear more about this take on it and what drew him to the project and what he's hoping yeah. to bring well we got Cassie Lang yeah she's in a she's, she's a kind stature. of a yeah, yeah. she's a you've gotten so big yeah right it's yeah. all there was a Young there. Avengers joke in the move <laughs> it really was <laughs> Scarlet Witch is going to be part of these Disney Plus mm-hmm. things so all of this 
starts to slowly round into play. Even even um, Captain America, his version of Captain America could slide into Young Avengers no problem. Can you imagine if we have a Disney Plus assemblage like we had with Cap, Thor, and all those movies, yeah. and then the Young Avengers movies in theaters? So you have all your backstory, 40 hours of backstory leading right. to a two-hour movie, so you don't have to build up over years. You can build up in a year. Yeah, and here's my crazy hot take. What if Hulk uses it, plays around with that thing back and forth and becomes Hulkling to be part of the Young Avengers? Well, the time thing that he's playing around with that, that with oh, like the, we have, saw in Endgame, have him go back in time and come back out as a teenager and <laughs> kind of like step into the Young Avengers as Hulk Ling, but it's actually a version of himself, just a younger version. Like of Young himself. Ruffalo? Young, like, yeah. like it'd be not even, it, might, it might be another actor, right. but it'd still be the Hulk. That, interestingly, that, I mean, that would be a lot. A, like there is an existing story for Hulk Ling that would be lost in that in terms of his mm-hmm. parentage right, and all right, this right. stuff. Um, it would also be interesting because like, Obviously, Billy and Teddy have to be a thing or we riot. Right. Um, and so that would lend an interesting backstory to Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, yeah. true, very he true. He would not be the first person. I mean, well, Iceman literally got de-aged and then had yeah. to admit truths about himself. Um, so he wouldn't <laughs> even be the first person this happens to. Right, uh, right. But that would be... that. I'm on the... That's an interesting... I'm, I'm mulling it. I'm mulling I'm, it. I'm just, uh, it yeah. just occurred to me. Since we have the live chat, which yeah. is a rarity, uh, Edge of 17, thank you. I uh, we, we have to move it wrong. It's 13 going on 30 that I was thinking about, which Jennifer Garner... Oh, Edge of 17. Edge of 17. Sorry about, sorry about that. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Young Avengers Without Spidey is the Young Avengers. The Young Avengers isn't like a concept. There's an actual book called Young Avengers, mm-hmm. which did, never had Spidey, but should be read by you. Chung's is, art is so good. It's going to be interesting because if they do a Young Avengers movie, a lot of people are going to think that that sounds like Avengers Babies and like some made up stuff and we're going to spend a lot of time being like guys it's a thing it's yeah. a real thing from the comics but it's going to sound and possibly they will have to do some work with the general audience to convince them that it is not like and now Disney teens are mm-hmm. taking over for your Avengers franchise that said give me a what if show about Avengers babies with Scotty Young art and I will be oh, there yes. in a sec give me that Muppet baby show with Avengers oh, I am correct. all about that show but they're different alright mm-hmm. so those are some amazing Hawkeye runs you can read those are comics you should read but we also have new comics you should Read. I am going to add oh. one correction uh, as we do this. Very sorry. <laughs> I believe I said that you can still be getting new digital stories for Kelly Thompson's Hawkeye, and I think I'm thinking of Jessica Jones. Oh, I think you're thinking of Jessica Jones. Stories. Right, right. Uh, read all the Kelly Thompson things, and don't let me getting them mixed up dissuade you. Okay. Also, follow her on Twitter. She's delightful, but I, as far as I know, there's no new Hawkeye, because I'd be reading it. But the new <laughs> Jessica Jones is incredible, just like this week's pull list. Nice Thank you. Boom. <laughs> this what do we got up first? We have, okay, my bias is this the first book was great. I'm so excited to talk about it. We have Absolute Carnage versus Deadpool number two. A real sentence in the year of our comics 2019. Oh, there it is. Uh, and this one, I love. This is Koi's indie poll of the week. Coffin Bound number two from Image. I had an indie poll. Number three is Daredevil number 11. Yes, that's Spider-Man on the cover of a Daredevil book. There is nothing better than that moment. And... Everyone should be tuning in. If you didn't know before why you needed to, hopefully this year's uh, Hall H announcements have made clear to you that Jason Aaron's Thor run is one for the ages, and the beginning of the end is right now. King Thor, number one of four, to wrap up the whole nearly decade-long saga, begins Wednesday. And what is a pull list in 2019 without a Powers of Ten book? <laughs> Powers of Ten is on its number four. It is going to be crazy. The book has yet to not be crazy, so it is just, it's an assumed. In fact, if there is a week we don't put a House of X or Powers of Ten, it's because we ran out of room, but we're reading it. Just keep buying them. <laughs> we just might not have room. Uh, I briefly want to say Coffin Bound is the first time I've read a book that Amy hadn't read. I'm excited. And it feels You've very read lots of books I haven't read, but, but thank you. Rarely do I get like the, I found this indie, darling. Uh, <laughs> 
it is it is incredible because the speech and the way the book moves is so unlike anything, and it kind of reminds me of Rick Remender. It's got this really like kinetic energy, but the dialogue feels almost like Sorkin-y meets Amy Sherman Palladino. It's got a lot of like what? punch. It's so good. Mm. So Sorkin-y, I call Amy Sherman Palladino exploitation-y like with a vulture on a body. Like there's a vulture in a cage on a body that just talks to her. I don't know why. You'll see. Uh, so this week's <laughs> books, I am all about Chip Zdarsky, then writing Spider-Man and Daredevil. We finally get that crossover I've been waiting for, and somehow Absolute Carnage Deadpool is canon and it's great. Uh, fantastic week in comics. Are you if you're following the Hickman stuff, by the way, we're going to do a deep dive this week on the podcast. The long promised deep dive on House of X, Powers of X is coming. Nice. Anything to jump out at you? Yeah, King Thor. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I gave Daredevil a lot of love last time I was on the show. I got to give King Thor a lot of love here. You got Jason Aaron and Asid Riva coming back together. They had done Thor God of Thunder, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love already the first cover. The design mm-hmm. of the cover is so yeah. awesome and badass. You have shades of Hopkins in that zoo shot or that, uh, <laughs> that Odin shot, which I think is fantastic. So to me, I'm excited for this. I love the, I love the rebirth of Thor and yeah. that people are like getting back into it. Thank God, because of what happened with Marvel and Chris Emsworth, people are getting back into this character and wanting to know more. More. There is such a rich mythology in Thor that people need to rediscover and explore again. And so I'm excited to see what they're putting together. This is one that I'll definitely buy from issue one and start reading because this looks fantastic. No trades this time. Yeah. He's buying weekly warrior status. So respect yep. it. He's back in the stores, guys. I got to get a folder. It's time. Yes. Another folder. Let's Welcome do it. Paul. We can help. We, we know some people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, Amy. I got to get a folder <laughs> over there. Have <laughs> secrets. Really slow sales pitch to everyone in the universe. It's working. <laughs> I've got a folder in a place that Amy might be aware of. Perhaps John could also have a folder a few letters down. Uh, so that was the poll this week, but we also had some insane news this week relating to comics in an unrelated to comics manner. Golden Lion for Joker, a book not based on comics. Coy! Coy! <laughs> the Golden Lion has only been given. Everyone's been talking about the fact that it's a comic film. Everyone's been talking about the fact that it's Todd Phillips. It's the eighth ever American Golden Lion. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't... And this goes back to what, 1949, yeah. I want to say? Like, the fact that the U.S. got a Golden Lion means this movie's amazing. Much less, like, this is a very prestigious art house festival. Mm-hmm. This, Break it down for us. What is the Golden Lion? The Golden Lion is the is the, the pied de resistance. It is the, the, the top award at the festival, and Venice is, is one of the most, like, good God, these movies are amazing festivals. So it is the best picture, effectively, mm-hmm. but fancier, uh, because it's the world, not just, you know, the movies we look at. Uh, and I think that this, to me, is we were talking about maybe Oscars until this. This is this is all but, like, it's going to be in the running. This is the last piece of the puzzle. The last two winners are Roma and The Shape of Water. Yeah. <laughs> um, ah, those little unknown non-Academy Award winning films. Well, uh, yeah, Brokeback Mountain's in this list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the list of movies that Joker is now included in. Mm-hmm. The Wrestler, Brokeback Mountain, Vera Drake, uh, Monsoon Wedding, I'm, I just Michael Collins, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, which just jumps out at me because that's the best movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, mostly won by international films, mostly like a two two A film, the most artistically respectable films in the world. Yeah. Uh, and Joker. Yeah. I'm yo. I cannot wait <laughs> and to see this movie. Joker. I mean, clearly, whatever this movie is, is going to be striking and leave an impression, and it's like, what? (laughs) I agree with all of your syllables. I think this is why they push so hard to put it in the festival. Mm-hmm. They it had certainly a feeling. rewards their. They're like, now we want to do it in competition. There right. is no more positive result they could have gotten. 
Yeah, and I feel like these people, and I think I know this, that these people watch these movies before they get accepted in the festival to see if they are worthy to be in the festival. I, If I'm running a festival, I absolutely would ask for a private screening of this film before I allow a comic book or superhero movie. If I'm supposedly this avant-garde, arty festival, I, I'm going to look at it first before I let them submit it and put it in to the running. And look at this, it won. Okay? And this is the thing. I, I said this on Movie Talk. I guarantee this thing will win Best Picture. I guarantee Joker whoa, whoa, is going whoa, to win whoa, Best whoa. Picture. Guaranteed. And I'll tell you why. Because all those snobby film critics that look down on comic book movies or superhero movies and claim that they're just like those things from 30 years ago and don't understand how real stories, real emotional stories with depth are occurring within these films are going to get woken up by this film and they're going to get they're going to be able to cop out by saying, oh, it's he's only it's only a little bit of comic book. It's really about a a, a man confronting a mountain mental illness being stepped on by society and fighting back against the systemic corruption of institutions in our world. Therefore it's it's not really a comic book movie, but I will but I'm gonna vote for it because it feels like it's not a comic book movie and I will vote for it. I don't care about the Joker stuff. And I and think, you think that's, that that's gonna work on people in a way that- that the also nominated for Best Picture Black Panther yes, didn't because it was too clearly a comic book. It film. was so much a comic book movie, and I think even though this, it was obviously about something real that affected millions of people. Absolutely, but he's wearing a suit and he's bouncing purple stuff off, and he's doing all this kind of stuff, and he's got claws. And they and can't it's, handle he, it. You know, he's drinking the serum. All of <laughs> the rhinos might have thrown them off. Right, the rhinos, like <laughs> all that stuff, makes it feel a little more fantastical. This feels real, gritty, down to earth, urban. And I think that's going to appeal to them. The vibe of the 70s in this thing will appeal to them. Uh, all of that, I think, will appeal to the regular critic that wouldn't normally vote for a film like this. To me, all of what you just said is the benefit of not including Batman. To me, all of what you just said is the benefit of having intentionally Thomas yeah. Wayne and maybe having a young Bruce Wayne. Yes. I am so excited that we won't be going like, when's Batman come? Because that would throw off this movie's right. whole thing that it's shaping up to be. I have been, from the beginning, very, very pro-Elseworlds. I think that this is finally like... I don't want a shared universe to cost us these kind of films. Mm -hmm. I have no problem with a shared universe and these kind of films. Yes. Well and that's, that's well what I feel like is what we're getting because this will be the first of a 30 of these. I guarantee mm -hmm. with this doing as well as it is without being released, you will very quickly see a lot more Logans. You'll see a lot more uh, genre content being taken seriously as mm -hmm. films. And that is what's going to keep us afloat in this bubble that's not going to burst if we keep making this. And then have your shared universe. Yeah. Build off of Wonder Woman and Shazam and Aquaman and all those other amazing films that do fit this. Have Battinson in there. But... The Joker not allowing itself to touch that will give it Oscar credibility, yeah. which will lead the frickin' path towards a different genre within the comic book genre. I agree. I love what you said about you not wanting uh, this, like, you not wanting uh, shared universe ideas to keep us from making movies like this. But I'm not sure I agree that we need to keep Batman out of a Joker story for that to be possible. Uh, this Joker story. I, maybe. Like, uh, mm. I, I'm i curious to see it. First of all, I don't know what they will or won't gesture to in terms sure. of that mythology. Um, I well, hope Todd that said there isn't. Todd said there's no reference to Batman. No reference, no pointing. No, no connection, nothing. But isn't Thomas Wayne in this movie? Well, Thomas Wayne being in the movie... In what we don't want to know what capacity we don't know what version of Thomas Wayne. Okay, but you can't yeah. have Thomas Wayne in a movie and not and say that you're not gesturing in the direction of Batman. Well, Batman doesn't Batman's exist. Because Batman doesn't exist though. He's he's Bruce Wayne's. But you know dad. what I'm saying. Yes, 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 yes. I get it, but I think that's how they're playing both sides, Amy. I guess right. is what I'm trying to say. They're alluding to it for the people who are comic book fans, but they're not leaning into it for the people who are not comic book fans. To be very obviously a Batman connection. My thing is, if you 
Like, don't feel that you need to take superheroes out of superheroes to be respected. Yes, it probably is working and helping this film, but, like, that's not the way forward. The way forward is critics catch up. The way forward is make an incredible artistic movie, and if you want to keep Batman out of it, great. If you want to keep Batman into it, do it. And just wait for the, like, why... Don't let people embarrass you out of having Batman in your films. I don't feel like Logan got the credit deserved because it was an X-Men movie. Yes. And that's the problem I have. And I feel like Joker is learning from that, not mistake, but learning from that lesson and being able to bridge out from that. But you're talking about things costing us things. If the cost of being respected is (coughs) pretending not to be a comic book film, then it's not worth it. No, but I think this is the step one towards that, like, gateway of acceptance. We have so many step ones by now. Dark Knight was ten years ago. I totally hear your point of view. I love your point of view. Absolutely. I hear what you're (laughs) saying. No, I do. Because I think you're making great points. Because we feel like we have to remove this stuff to placate those those other critics who are snobby and blah blah, blah. and, and we sh- are from a generation that assumed this was never happening. Right. So every time we take a step, right. we all throw a party because it's the first time it's happened. But we've been right. throwing that party for years. But a movie yeah. has to break down the barrier of best picture, and when that movie does, then I see it happening more. And then movies can Panther be more comic. But also, Panther got people got really upset that Panther got the nomination That's true. too. They Whereas, accused them of destroying the Oscars. Exactly, and well, and also people got mad that it was. And even comic book fans got mad that it wasn't the best comic book movie of that year and should not have been nominated that Spider-Verse or Infinity War I mean, should have been Spider-verse nominated over Black win. Panther. <laughs> if well, this for came animated, out, but not for the main. If this came out two years before Spider-Verse, I could see Best Picture going to Spider-Verse now because of what this can do. It's, mm. po- it's possible. It opens the door. It allows other people to come to the park. And I hear what you're saying. There's, But there's an there's an exclusivity to what you're saying that I think could be dangerous. And I hear your point of view, but Ooh, like saying critics catch up means... We won't think about you until you think like us. And that's, I think there's a, there's a bit of di- divisiveness in that. Okay. Well, I'm saying let's create something that still uh, respects what we've all loved, but also kind of pushes the genre into an area we didn't even think was possible six years ago. This idea that it could be a gritty 70s style French connection, Iger sanction type of movie. I like what you're saying. And that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, I'm saying there's, there's the, there, the, the room is big enough for everybody. I totally agree. We just got to open more doors so that people will come because once they get in that's what it is once you come into a situation then you look around and go oh this is different than what I thought all of us have had that experience mm-hmm. and yeah. so I think that's what Joker can do is open the door to me Black Panther was getting people in comic book stores that might have been afraid of it before this is putting mm-hmm. comics in Walmart so people read them if they never want to go in a comic book store this is breaching beyond that right. like how many people are reading those hundred page monsters at Walmart's because they don't want to go in a comic book store they're intimidated that are now coming into the comic book store this is reaching out beyond that door whereas Black Panther was hey if you'd like to come in please do come in this is hey we're going to kick down the door it's going to be widespread it's going to be discussed everywhere it's going to be at TIFF it's going to be at Venice you need to notice it and then we're welcoming you come on but I think you need to break down the door first and that's what I think Joker's doing okay and and let's hope they catch up see because I think the, the thing is here we've done this if you're still not willing to come in Screw you, we're going forward. And, and I, think that's, uh, I think that's fair to what your point of view is on this, Amy. And I hear it. It's a very, I appreciate that point of view because you're right. Like people, and I think the academy is changing that too by having a more diverse academy, having a, an academy that has more women in it, mm-hmm. more people of color, and younger people. And I think that's because we're tired of this uh, supposedly uh, in older intelligentsia telling us what the best films are, what the greatest films are. And there's a reason these ratings are down. There's a reason these films are being... Because I, I, I get pushed back at this notion that some independent film 
made for $200,000 and exploring some gritty uh, issue is somehow better than a film that ha- it has the same stuff within it or even Dark Knight or even uh, Logan or Black Panther that really ex- I mean, Black Panther we're talking about slave ships for God's sakes yeah. Yeah. Logan we're talking about the, de- the deterioration of, of, your u- of your youth into an older person who is regretting the mistakes of youth and has learned them and passing on to the next generation don't do what I did because you don't have to suffer as I did that's all an independent film so to tell me just because they have claws coming out of their hands it doesn't matter I, guess, I yeah, push that's back what, against that what I reject is the idea that the presence of a bat suit would make a character drama less good but uh, I think we need to make it palatable. The presence of a vat of acid would make an origin story <laughs> less respectable. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I do. I, I, I don't accept that premise. But what you're saying, I don't. You're right. I never want to be like, get on board or get out of town. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, if this really does, like, continue this very slow process of widening what's possible, do I want to see more serious character dramas? Yeah. yeah. Do I want to see a wider range of what can be done in superhero films? Absolutely, I do. Also, the slow process is relative. The film has been around since the. 20, 30, when's, when's the Academy? Like the 30s? Yeah, and 1927. 1927 is the Academy. We are, what, 15 years into good comic movies? 10 yeah. years into great comic book movies? 10 years, 11 years after Iron Man and Dark Knight were in theaters, we are now getting a movie that is very seriously getting considered and got a golden line? That's pretty fast. So I am okay... <laughs> I am okay with us because we're in the bubble. We're in the, we go to the comic book store. We know these are good films, bubble. We have to convince the Bill Mars, who doesn't need to be talked to. No, he about, But we need to convince, <laughs> he'll never come We around. need to convince those people yeah, right, that, right. At, like, that this is the Whatever. market. Whatever, we've got their kids. Also, <laughs> you're watching this show, so we know you're with us, and we appreciate you. And this has been a very long, very live episode of Quite a Hero because we got into a very healthy debate, and yeah. I love the fact that it was healthy and it stayed. I mean, we, we completely disagreed and all found our way here. Amazing! I loved it. This was delightful. That's why I, I, I had was an so indie happy book this week you. that Amy hadn't read, and yeah. she was the snobby one. Hot takes, you guys. I love it. Uh, I love this episode of Heroes. I appreciate you guys as ever. Amy, thank you so much for oh, your hot yeah. take that got us to this point. <laughs> John, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Uh, it's always fun to come out from behind the camera and come in front and talk nerd stuff with you guys and comic book stuff. And these were two awesome subjects. Yeah. And Amy, shout out to you being the snobby <laughs> one. I love it. I love Stay it. tuned for uh, this week's Giant Size, where we are doing our long promised dive into House of X, Powers of X. Do your reading. We'll give a spoiler warning, but we're going to get into it. And until next week, stay Stay sweaty. Stay little chico, Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. (sighs) Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.